Get your pen and paper ready. It's time for another edition of The The Flex. The absolute best fantasy football podcast in existence. I'll say this, not to say that I disagree, but... I disagree. Oh my God. Presented by Broadway Sports. All right. Flexers ready? Yeah, it's Wednesday night. Welcome on into Flex Live. We are here. We're going to cover some fantasy stuff for you tonight. Head over to broadwaysportsmedia.com. Head over to shop.broadwaysportsmedia.com. Get you some t-shirts. We keep preaching them every week. They're awesome. There's some more good ones coming up. I've heard there might be some Coach's Corner stuff coming on there for a shirt, maybe. Looking at that, so sorry to plug my other show, boys, but... Excited about that as well. Go get you a t-shirt. They're good. Trust me. I said last night on Coach's Corner that they're so good, your significant other will steal them from you to sleep with. That's how good they are, and they'll never get them back. So guard them well when you get them. So if you're looking at the camera, you're a little confused. Your four hosts are here tonight, but with us tonight is Easton Freeze taking the place of Zach. He will be given Zach's pick. Easton, welcome. Hey, guys. Thank you for having me. I can't wait to do my best Zach impression all night and be a stooge about everything. Yeah, <laughs> he's in rare form already. He's already <laughs> playing the Zach role. We appreciate you coming on and taking the time on short notice. Uh, you know, so when you want to bash him about his picks later, remember he's just filling in for Zach, which means it's Zach's picks that he's giving, so we can have the record. So don't judge Easton too harshly for Zach's terrible picks, since he was a loser last week, and two of us were winners. JG, high five, camera. There we go. You're not, okay, let me hang it. Cool. <laughs> So let's get into it. Uh, Greenlaw, how are you doing tonight? Greenlaw's joining us tonight. Thank you for joining us, sir. I know that you're kind of dragging around. You got, I think you caught, what was it, the Ebola virus or something? Black lung, actually. So yeah, there's something you got to soldier through. Condolences. Thank you. You're going to make it through, and you're going to have some good picks and rebound this week as well. JG was able to make it through the LA smog, get here on time. In fact, I think he was an hour and a half early prepping for everything. That's great. And if you didn't know, JG puts together our intros for us. He's very, very talented. I, I got to get with him to do a better intro for me for, for Coach's Corner for our podcast because it's terrible. And even on this one, even though I said I disagree, I disagree in, in this intro, still works. <laughs> I disagree. There I is. Disagree. The famous I, I, I disagree. <laughs> so one more for the fans. All right, so welcome to the Flex. We're going to get going then. We do have our sits and starts. And as I said, Zach's not here, but we're going to give the honor to start tonight. A start by giving his sit for Zach. Easton, we're going to go to you first and give your sit at quarterback. All right. So my, Zach, my sit at quarterback this week is our favorite quarterback for the Detroit Lions, the kneecap snatchers themselves, Jared Goff. Jared Goff has had an pretty impressive first two weeks, 32, uh, sorry, 34 points in his first week, 21 points in his second week. Um, if you watched him on Monday night against the Packers, it looked pretty good through about three quarters until the rain started falling and they fell behind. And then Jared Goff, Jared Goff, right? Um, they're playing the Ravens this week at, an, at noon on Sunday. I can understand if you're super square, potentially thinking not a bad idea. If you're not got to, top-tier quarterback that you're trying to rock with. You've got Jared Goff on the roster. He's available out there to pick up. Maybe he'd be a good fill-in. Here's why I, Zach, I think that you should not start Jared Goff. Jared Goff, we all know, is maybe the epitome of um, a system quarterback in the league. And we saw it on Monday night. When he plays within the system and they're playing with a lead, looks pretty good. He's able to handle the offense. But when he 
is playing from behind, he falls apart. And what do the Baltimore Ravens do? They're front runners. They play from play from ahead. Uh, they're going to come out early. They're going to get a lead. He's going to be a disaster the entire game. Book it. That I is, disagree. <laughs> we might have something to say here because the one game that the Detroit Lions fell so far behind and were getting crushed was that big week he had for San Francisco when he got a lot of garbage time points. And if the Jared Goff knows one thing, it's garbage time because, well, he's garbage. He's garbage. Yeah, fair. fair. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. I actually agree with Zach what, what he said, I think, last week when I – or maybe it was two weeks ago. I think it was last week when I called Jared Goff a sit. He said Jared Goff's going to be a potentially good fantasy quarterback because he's going to get you a bunch of garbage time stats. And I feel like that's actually going to be true now. We see, see him here still in the top 12 after two games. What's stopping him from uh, – Continuing to pile up garbage time yards. I feel like last week kind of worked against him on Monday night, staying close for so for as long as they did. I mean, they were doing pretty well at halftime that he didn't have as much garbage time as he would have if they were trailing at halftime. So I feel like going against what could be a better nine, uh, Ravens team than the Packers, I don't know. That's kind of up in the air right now, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like... I- I think they're probably more well-equipped to guard Hawkinson with uh, Queen, but you would have thought the same thing week one with with, uh, Fred Warner. So could be a potentially big-time garbage points game, but but at the same time, Ravens are going to control a lot of the clock. Who knows how much time Goff's going to actually have to to pile up those garbage time points. That's a great play if you're desperate, but, like, don't start him over struggling guys like Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, Joe Burrow, like – if you drafted those guys to be your QB one, then stick with them. Right. Well, that's the important thing with golf. If you think that they're going to have a garbage time opportunity, if they're going to be getting killed by the third quarter midway through, and he's going to be able to come in, have plenty of time on the field, a lot of snaps, and really, because you get you get behind far enough, and you're kind of in a comfortable space. It's like, well, what's the worst that could happen? We're not really still contending in this game, so that's where the garbage time points come in. But if it's a game like Monday night where they're trailing, but they're not out of the game until the very end. And he continues to have to press. Wouldn't hold your breath. Yeah, it's all good points. And I forgot to mention earlier there for our listeners, all viewers, excuse me. Wow. Uh, listeners tomorrow, viewers now. <laughs> Go ahead and get those questions loaded up for us. We're going to get them into the, the show. Get your roster, your roster questions, your, your personal assist starts for your rosters. We'll go over those. We'll, we'll have time at the end, I promise, because we're going to motor through these. So get those questions lined up and ready to go. We'll keep track of them. Uh, all right, so <clears throat> let's move on then. So let's go with a start this time. Justin, who is your start at quarterback? So my start this week, honestly, this one was kind of easy for me. It's Sam Darnold. I think Sam Darnold played pretty well week one, didn't really get the fantasy points to show for it. He did have a rushing touchdown week two, throws for over 300 yards and two touchdowns, and he's got another great matchup this week. Well, I wouldn't say another, actually. The last two weeks, not the easiest matchups, but this week, I think the Panthers are going to do a pretty good little job on Thursday Night Football they got the Houston Texans, who have played really well, actually, through two weeks. Not, not. I don't think anyone expected them to play as well as they played. But then Davis Mills had to start playing, and now they're trash, and their defense is still bad. So I think we're going to see Sam Darnold hit his weapons quite a bit on Thursday night. I like him to be a QB1 this week. The only thing that worries me for, for Sam Darnold is that they get out to a such an early lead that they really back off, and they... 
he doesn't get the opportunities he has because with Davis Mills starting for the Texans, I think those cracks are really going to start to show through because if you think uh, Jared Goff is terrible, wait till you get some get you an eyeful of Davis Mills. So that's my only worry here is that you know they if they jump out so far that he's not going to get those opportunities, the running game is going to get going and it's really going to shorten this game. But, you know, maybe the Texans keep surprising you and find a way to stay in this game and keep it close and then Sam's got to keep throwing. But it's a great matchup from just looking at who he's got to play against. I will say that those check downs and dump offs to uh, Christian McCaffrey are an extension of their run game. So even if they're up by a lot, he could still pile up the points with that. Well, I think, I think if we're assuming that they're going to win the game pretty comfortably, which is a fair bet if David Davis Mills is playing, it really depends on what you think Carolina's coaching staff, where their head is at in terms of Sam Darnold development and making him comfortable in the system. This on one hand, I could see this being the kind of game where that coaching staff says, this can be a real confidence boost for Sam. Let's do some things that we wouldn't do in another circumstance that is less comfortable um, in terms of a lead or in terms of a win. Let's get him comfortable with some different things. Or you could see it be the kind of game where they get out to a comfortable lead. And again, they just run the ball the entire time. And Christian McCaffrey takes over as a rushing leader. So I think it depends on where you think the coaching staff is with Sam Darnold and his development as the quarterback over there. We're big Panthers fans. I know Greenlaw and I have been singing their praises, so hopefully they keep continue that run. So uh, not I, I actually think it's a pretty good pick. So we're going to go over to the second sit with Mr. Greenlaw. Law. I am sitting uh, Mr. Teddy B. He's been playing out of his mind this year. Teddy and covers. No. I know. <laughs> I know there wasn't a whole lot of guys I felt super comfortable with sitting out of this start list or out of the top 12, but Teddy B gets to face the the Jets. They're the third best team as far as against the pass, but that's because they're so bad against the run. Um, <laughs> and not. that's because teams are piling up points early and they're turning the ball over and the quarterbacks just aren't able to, you know, go downfield on them. So I think, I still think he plays well. I still think he's efficient, but I'm sitting him because I don't think he's going to have all the passing opportunities he had last week when he put up like 350 yards or whatever it was. Um, So he's my sit for this week. I do like him. He's playing like insane football right now. All of his like peripheral numbers are crazy. Like average depth of target, insanely high. All these numbers are insane. He leads the league in 20-plus yard completions. Yeah. This is not like the Teddy Bridgewater we've seen at any of his other stops. So good job. uh, What's their – Pat Shermer, failed Giants head coach, you know, former Rams offensive coordinator, all sorts of places. Who knew he was the offensive genius to unlock Teddy Bridgewater? Not me. But sit him this week. Sit him this week. Well, and then with Ted, you always got to wonder. I mean, not that not that you wish anything, but like he does have an injury history there as well. Uh, they they survived some of their injury issues also to the receivers as well. They still had a productive week, so it, it's dicey. But I mean, like you said, and just to, to kind of back you up here, it gets a point in the time, especially when you're doing the sits for the top twelve. It can be difficult to try to pick through that because there's good quarterbacks from from one to twelve, especially the deeper you go in the season. It's tougher to make those calls, but that's what we're trying to do to give you the ones to look out for that maybe, hey, if you've got a better option, you might want to go with those. Because obviously if if you're picking between like Teddy Bridgewater and Jared Goff, start Teddy Bridgewater. 
you know, in, the, in this case, but you just have to go and see. So <clears throat> what, JG, what? Kirk Cousins is right there. <laughs> what time's he playing? He plays not on prime time, so. Okay, well, then, then I'm comfortable with that. He's been good. <laughs> Kirk Cousins has been good, too. He has, which just makes you think he has to be approaching that cliff to fall off, no? No, they always have good – I mean, whatever you think about them, they're not going to survive whatever, but the Vikings always seem a way to produce, so obviously. So let's go on to my start. And I'm guys, y'all know that I'm a big Justin Herbert fan. I called his phenomenal season last year. I was dead on the money, and so far – Maybe he hasn't had the best uh, – I think he's finished around 15 points each of his first two games. But let's dig into those stats a little bit, just a little bit to give you some comfort. He's had two turnovers in those games, each of those games, so four total. So, Herbert, that that luck has got to change. You know, so he had a fumble in the first one. He had two interceptions last time. Not only that, versus the Cowboys, he had two touchdowns called back on – just some weird things. So that that he would go from having just a mediocre fantasy day to a, to a big fantasy day if he gets one of those two, so or or both of them. So that kind of stuff happens. Plus, one of those picks happened on the goal line, so that's another touchdown that he could have he could have had. So a lot of that stuff's working out. He's still my point there is there's a lot of volume. He still has 40 plus attempts in each of those first two games, right? So they're not shying away from it. That's what that offense is. He's going to get his opportunities. Plus, let's take a look at. The, the passing yards, 335-plus yards in each game as well. So the, the volume stats are there. The touchdowns are going to come. And here's the thing. It's a potential shootout versus the Chiefs with the way that the defensive plays. And it's the AFC West. These these you know the the, the, the scoreboard fireworks going to be going off. So KC middle of the pack versus the pass, they typically have struggled there sometimes as well. You get two offenses, high-scoring offenses going back and forth. This could be a shootout, like I said earlier. Look for Justin Herbert to rebound, to match those touchdowns to his yards and have a big fantasy day. I like it. That's another guy who started slow, who I would not bench for Jer- uh, whoever I said earlier. Who was that? Who are we talking about? <laughs> How confused are you tonight? <laughs> I'm just saying that's another guy that has had a slow start that I wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, I should play Jared Goff over my slow right. starting QB1. Yeah. Right. Yes. That you were talking about Jared Goff, so that's a good point. I mean, these guys, you got to give them a chance to get in there. Plus, you have to dig into the stats a little bit and see are they, are, is he got bad points because they're not really throwing it? No, they're throwing it, and he's getting, he's getting some touchdowns. The, the, the volume of touchdowns will come in that offense, especially with the weapons he's got there and the way they did. And they've got to start using Austin Eckler to his potential as well because he hasn't been the receiving threat of old that you're used to seeing out of Eckler, at least over these first two games. So that should change as well and give him some more options in the underneath, especially in the red zone. So I, why I like would you how, even bring that up? Come on. On our last show, you guys were kind enough to read off my picks, and my start at running back last week was Austin Eckler, and I put it in the chat below that said, Austin Eckler will catch eight passes this week, book it. And all three of you guys, well, (laughs) Easton is Zach right now, so all three of you guys said, book it, he will not catch eight passes. We got three little cha-chings, and Austin Eckler caught exactly eight passes. Oh, I'm sorry I reminded you of that. But I just yeah, I think thanks. I was with, with the uh the show. <laughs> I think I was just going with the crowd. I liked Austin Eckler, trust me. I've got him on two fantasy football leagues. I, I wanted him to do well. I got a rebound on fantasy well with grief. So that's that's our quarterbacks. We'll move on to running backs. I do see one question in the chat. We'll get to that later. Thank you, Max. Uh so let's go on to our running backs here and let's go back to you, Easton Zach. Zach Easton, who is your start at running back? 
So the running back that Zach selected to start, and this hurts because, like you, Ryan, I have to rebound in fantasy. I've started 0-2, worst start of my career, and I have the other running back in this stable on my team. So I hope that Zach's wrong about this, but he's got a decent argument. The back is Javante Williams, running back for the Denver Broncos. He's a rookie. Um, I believe he was the third or the consensus third uh, best running back uh, off the board this year, taken in an early round by Denver, coming out of UNC, um, played really well in college, kind of been expected to take over at some point this season in that Denver rushing scheme. And if you're going to try to be ahead of the curve on him really getting some production because in his first two games, he's only got five and eight points. Um, They're only, I mean, they're giving him decent volume, nearly 15 attempts a game, but only around 50 to 60 yards. These first two games, if he's going to have a breakout early in the season and you're trying to be ahead of the curve on, on predicting that game, this has to be it. Cause just like Greenlaw was saying, I believe in the last segment talking about just how abysmal this jets rushing defense is it is really really bad and part of it's not their fault one of their best free agency pickups in the offseason goes down early on the d-line um in the preseason they replace him i believe it was carl lawson now replaced by shaq lawson which is not the same thing um and they're just really bad (laughs) they're just really bad with rush defense so if he's gonna have a breakout week i think this is a pretty good one to try to guess same reason Greenlaw has he's sitting Teddy Bridgewater is to start Javante Williams. I, I have a, a sit coming up at running back, but um, I agree with this 100%. I think it's only a matter of time before Williams takes over as the lead running back. I mean, 15 touches a game is pretty good as far as the fantasy running back landscape goes these days. Mm-hmm. So I'm into it. I swear, what, not to say this because of anything else, but on the coach's corner or something, we, we got to have Stoney on as a guest just because of the comments he always comes up with. Just at least for his quips, not to give picks or anything. Just it's always garbage time if you're garbage. Thank you, Stoney. Appreciate that. So keep those questions coming in. We're going to keep looking at them. Uh, Justin, I think you're trying to grab them and, and keep them for later. So thank you for that. Uh, so let's go on to one of our sits at running back and let's go with uh, Justin. All right. So my sit at running back. For this week is directly related to the start that Zach has listed. It's not based on matchup. It's based on what I just said. My sit is Melvin Gordon, who I no. started in week one. He ripped Say off a seventy so. yard. <laughs> he ripped <laughs> off a seventy yard touchdown in week one. But aside from that, he was pretty bad. And then last bad. week, he was also pretty mediocre. He had like seven points last week or something like that. Yeah. So I'm I'm leaning towards Javante Williams gets the blunt of the work the. What's the word? Brunt of the Brunt? workload here. There you go. Very close. And, uh, wow. Very, very confused this evening. Not and quite allowed yeah. yet. <laughs> if anyone, if anyone's scoring a touchdown this week on the ground for the Broncos, <laughs> I think it's going to be Javante Williams. So I'm sitting Melvin Gordon. Not going to be the need for him to catch passes out of the backfield against this Jets defense. This ain't the week. This is just not the week. So they're not. Melvin pass did it. have 15 touches last week. Just throwing that out there. He did. So did Javante. Right. It's pretty even at this point. I do agree, and I, we said it this offseason, Javante is going to take over this backfield, but maybe it's not this game. Maybe Easton, Easton can uh, you know, drain a little bit more out of Melvin before his uh, team goes in the tube. Not my breath. It's already in the tube. So, so they're not going to pass Melvin the blunt this week. All right. No, they're <laughs> 
Melvin Blunt off the table. Moving on. <laughs> All right. So that's that's our that's our start. Let's see. Let's go to our next. Uh, oh, sorry, that's our sit. Let's go to our next start, uh, Mr. Greenlaw. Yeah, I'm going with the uh, the tried and true. He failed me last week, and that's why I'm going back to him this week. Antonio Gibson, we're going to will him into this top 24 running backs. This show is mm. going to will him in. I'm wearing the Washington football team burgundy. This is a big Antonio Gibson podcast. I realize he's going against one of the best run defenses in the Bills as far as fantasy points are concerned. Part of it's because they haven't given up a, a touchdown either passing or rushing to a running back. But this is the week. We're going to get him in the top 24, going to will him into this. He's been really efficient, eighth in yards per carry in the league. He is 19th in rushing yards over expected per attempt. So, again, this he's been really good. They just keep on taking him off the field for, you know, that scrub J.D. McKissick, who I've said in our chat, I cannot stand that man because he's he does nothing that Antonio Gibson can't do, but they just love to take him off the field. So we're going with Antonio Gibson. I'm sure J.D. McKissick's still going to get his 20 points or whatever it is. Uh, but we're going to get Gibson into that top 24. So my daughter, my nine-year-old, who's trying to watch football with me here recently, and, and, and she asked little questions here and there. We happened to be watching that game just right before bedtime for her, and um, when McKessick scored, I, I let audible, good grief. And I had said that I was rooting for Washington just because I had Antonio Gibson and I wanted him to do well. She was following along with me, and she goes, well, Daddy, that's good. They scored, right? You like it when your team scores. I said, yeah, but the wrong guy scored. And she just said, well, what do you mean if the team scores? I was like, you're right, baby, team player. You're, you you keep thinking like that. You're, you're a sweet girl. So that was her first little <laughs> experience. Of, I, didn't, I didn't feel like explaining to her the, the ins and outs of fantasy just then and why I was so disappointed. But, yeah, that was, a, that was an eye-rolling groaner of a moment. He's averaging over like five yards to carry Gibson is, and he played wide receiver in college. Why wouldn't you see what he can do, you know, as a receiver out of the backfield? And they, they refuse to. Makes sense to me. I mean, I expect Riverboat Ron. I think a, a big part of it, JD McKissick aside, and how they choose to use him, I expect him to get more volume purely because I don't see Ron Rivera not looking at this team and understanding what they have at quarterback right now, capable. Gamer, I am a huge Taylor Heineke fan, but against real teams, against real defenses, they're going to have to have a more measured offense in order to succeed, and that's going to require getting more volume in the running game. Yeah, thank you, Ryan, for doing a little bit of a cacaw there for the St. Louis Battlehawk legend Taylor Heineke. I wish I had it on my soundboard. I know you and I were on, <laughs> you and I were on that train last year. Hopefully, Yep. All right. So we're going to move on to my sit and running back, and I'm sitting Zach Moss. And this, I feel pretty cheap about this one, just because he was an he was a inactive uh, participant in Week One for healthy scratch. Now, I, I never found a reason. I, I looked and I looked and looked for two seconds and couldn't find a reason why he was sat in Week One versus Pittsburgh. <laughs> but uh, he's he's. He's in the top group because of a two TD performance, which is the worry because he is that goal line vulture. But that didn't work out for him a ton last year because Allen also vultures that t- those touchdowns as well. So those are going to balance out. He's not getting the lion's share of the runs or passes out of the backfield. He's number two in a pass-happy Bills offense. Uh, he did lose a fumble as well last week and was outgained 82-26 to 26 to Singletary, which te- seems to be the lead dog there. So uh, Washington's fifth against the run, so I don't really like the matchup versus the for, for 
for the running backs on the Bills anyway. I think they're going to be throwing it a lot, uh, obviously. And I think they'll use Singletary out of the backfield for the bulk of the game. Hopefully, he's not going to vulture two more touchdowns and make me look like a fool here. But that's my sit the week, this week for running back. I had started to type Zach Moss in the uh, spreadsheet, auto-filled his name, and I was like, ah, someone already picked him. <laughs> um, it's funny you mentioned Allen vulturing touchdowns. If you were watching that Bills game, right before Zach Moss got his second touchdown, Josh Allen had run it into the end zone, and he was ruled down at like the one-inch line, and they punched it in with Zach Moss in the next play, which hurt my fantasy teams that have Josh Allen on them. But <laughs> I agree with this pick. Sit, sit Zach Moss. In these first two weeks, your fantasy team would have been more hurt by having Josh Allen on them. So, True. All right. Well, th- those are our running backs. Let's move on to receiver while we got some great momentum here. Keep those questions coming in. Thank you all so much for pouring them in. Uh, so let's, uh, let's mix it up a little bit. Justin, let's go back to you and give us a start at wide receiver. After a, a loser performance versus the Titans, this is who you're going with? So my pick here for start at wide receiver – is a guy who everyone drafted to be a wide receiver one. He was mostly a second-round pick. It's not Calvin Ridley. It's DK Metcalf, who, yes, had a subpar performance against the Titans last week. Wasn't really there in week one either against the Indianapolis Colts. It's been the Tyler Lockett show. But I think this week against the Minnesota Vikings, whose defense has struggled to stop everybody who got lit up by Kyler Murray and the Cardinals last week, I think it's DK Metcalf breakout week. This is the week you drafted him for. Don't be scared off by the first two weeks. Roll him with confidence this week, and you will be rewarded with lots of fantasy points. He's not going to have defensive backfield legend Christian Fulton guarding him all game, so I'd imagine he has a better week than last week, right? 100%. That's the reason. Are you telling me that mastermind at head coach up there in Minnesota isn't going to be able to get that defense turned around? I've heard all these great things, but I just haven't seen. Oh, bye, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan will be back momentarily. Hopefully. Power cut off, according mm. to Sonic. That's not yes. good. <laughs> anyway, continue. We can do this. <laughs> I agree with your pick, uh, JG. I think that the uh, Minnesota defense has been a sieve. Their, you know, their plan this offseason was to plug in like 90-year-old Patrick Peterson and at cornerback and be good. <laughs> not a great plan. They've gotten, you know, gouged by everyone so far. So I like the DK pick. I think players with podcasts, um, not working out. We've seen Taylor Lewan struggle. We've seen Patrick Peterson mm. struggle. Who knows I what's hate, going on? I hate that we're linking those things, but I can't disagree with you. There's mm-hmm. no evidence uh, to the contrary. Joe Thomas has a podcast, yeah. not in the league anymore. That's what happens. Yep. Jacob Sane says, more like decaf Metcalf. Hey, hey, decaf Metcalf <laughs> up there in Seattle where they love their coffee. All right, who's next? I think if we didn't podcast, we would be in the league by that math, right? Probably. I think so. We could uh, – It's uh, the only thing holding us back, I'm sure. Well, we, why don't we, we go both have uh, sits. Greenlaw, why don't you give us a sit at your receiver? Sure. I'm real bold with this one. I'm going with Zach Paschal um, against the Titans. So <laughs> – it could be Jacob Eason at quarterback, and if that's the case, I'm not going with any of the Indianapolis Colts' weapons. Uh, so, sorry, Zach Pascal, you're hitting the bench. He's only had 11 targets so far this season, but his fantasy points are so high because he has three touchdowns on those 11 targets. So, I don't – Insane. I, yeah, that's crazy. So, I, I'm not expecting that to continue against the Titans. I don't think Christian Fulton will be on him. 
it'll be uh, Jackrabbit, most likely. With a good pair of who shoes. Who do you though? think it'll be? Or Elijah Molden, who can't keep up with anyone? Yeah. It, he's actually dead. I'm sorry. Justin Mello actually killed Elijah Molden. So oh, no. we apologize to everyone, his friends, his family. You can go up to Canada, talk it up with the police there, uh, the Mounties. So Mounties, right? Well, yeah. You have to find a you have to find a body to do that. He 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 gave him to a bear. Um, <laughs> to find. Here's the thing: the Titans have given up six touchdowns through the air this year, the most of any mm-hmm. team in the league. Um, I think Zach Pascal could score a touchdown in the red zone for the Colts and still be a sit, still like qualify as a sit this week. He only has one, so I think I that's accurate. I, I if it was Carson sports. Wentz, if I thought it was Carson Wentz, I might be a little bit more hesitant on this. But since I think it's going to be Jacob Eason, I, I don't think that's they're going to have a single you know starter capable player on uh, offense. Yeah, as long as the news on Wentz continues to be negative, I don't see how you start anybody on that offense. Well, yeah, he, apparently he's like going around on a hovercraft now. He can't put any weight on anything. So he, yeah. he upgraded from the the scooter to the hovercraft. Yeah, it's completely anti gravity. Is that he was actually at practice today without any boots, walking around on it, but it was very gingerly. Did y'all see? I, I posted the picture in our in our chat, but uh, did y'all see the stills of the way his ankle bent under Aaron Donald? Yeah. The, the, and, the, and the weird part for me is that if you look at it, he literally threw the ball behind his head and almost com- still completed it. Just lucky son of a. Anyway, so that hopefully, you know, I, I know I don't wish injury on anybody, but I, I find it very difficult to see that he'll be back in any, any way. So sorry, guys, I did cut out. We had a power surge here. It was one of those where it snapped off and snapped right back on. So I lost all connection. So I apologize there. Who knows all the rain. Thank you for apologizing. We all know you cut the power at your own house. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't me. It was raccoons. raccoons. His bad cable management. He just kicked it out. <laughs> I've got them trained now. They've been hanging around so much. I just feed them to keep them out of my garbage, but they do little uh-huh. tasks for me. You know, I need impressive next. So yeah, yeah it's, it's it's a whole thing here. Anyway, so I'm, I'm sure it's my turn for the start in receiver because I think we, you've covered Metcalf. And it I'm is, and we covered Pascal. So uh, now my my receiver start for the week is T Higgins versus the Steelers. Now I know Jamar Chase is going off and he's he's the sexy pick, but rookies can be kind of up and down. T Higgins is a little more established, not by much, but he is. He did have a I think a team high ten targets versus the Bears, so he's getting the lion's share of the targets. He did catch six of those passes. Uh, I, I think an increase in the receptions is coming because he's getting those targets. He's had a touchdown in each one of these games, too. So he's got a pretty high floor uh, to get in there. So I'd really like him to try to creep into that top 24 for the receivers this week. Uh, Steelers are also 25th versus the pass. Only caveat to all this is he did appear after I made the pick. I did get reported today that he had a phantom shoulder injury that wasn't there after the game. So they had him out of practice. So just even though I'm saying starting, obviously clearly monitor him throughout the week. And if he is a, uh, if he's a scratch, then obviously don't start him. Don't be like me and put someone in there. That's not going to even play in the game. Like I've done twice this year already. Sorry. Busy with kids soccer and all that crap, but you know, he's interesting. He's an intriguing person. If he's healthy and if he's going to play, that's all I'm saying. Just, just, just monitor that shoulder injury. When he is healthy, he is on the field for over 90% of the offensive snaps for that offense. Yeah, very true. I love my, my picks are so great tonight. You don't argue. You, there's no comments afterward. They're just hard just to too- argue with T. Higgins. He's awesome. Or maybe they're just so bad. We're just it's not worth the breath. It's pity silence. <laughs> yeah, there mm-hmm. we go. Everyone feels sorry for me in my powerless house. <laughs> All right, so let's go on to. As Jacob's saying, 
Jacob Sane said that Iron Man suit drains too much power. <laughs> <laughs> it does the yeah. issue. And that and the Boba Fett too. It, he really, he really goes. Which is crazy him. because Ryan's got like the Tesseract behind him that should provide infinite power. <laughs> yeah, what the heck? I think it would, but apparently I've got the one from the uh, from the. Uh, oh crap! I can't remember the name of the agency, the time mm-hmm. agency. Shield. Whatever. Oh, oh. TVA. 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 I've got the fake one from the TVA. So anyway, it's not moving fake. On. It's that. It's in the universe. Yeah, magic doesn't work. This is not a Marvel more podcast. This is a football podcast. Wrong it podcast. Be. It's not even a podcast. It's a live show. It will be a podcast <laughs> as soon right. as we're done. Yeah. Right. Which is not even tomorrow. confusing for anyone listening to it whatever, for whatever reason when we t- call out certain things like your background, your lovely Broadway b- background or the big giant penguin behind Greenlaw. This is why you, if you're listening and you're not yeah, watching. Just- yeah, Degas, not a penguin. That's a Degas. Um, Degas. And- Degas. Degas. <laughs> hey, what should we name that? And then it makes that noise and then they just named it that. <laughs> We do that, by the way, so that the people listening to the pod version are encouraged to tune into the live show where you can get your questions in and we'll answer them. But if you listen to the podcast, good luck. And you know what we really appreciate? We would like you to listen to the podcast, but sync it up with your YouTube. So listen to the podcast and at the same time, watch it on YouTube. We're smart. That's awesome. Yep. Double the downloads, baby. That's Mm -hmm. genius. That's what we want. All right, all right, Easton. 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 That's what I'm calling you from the show. Is Easton? Where's your sit at receiver? So Zach's sit at receiver is Christian Kirk for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, Kirk had a great first week against some garbage team. I forget who. And then his second week, um, his second week was really mediocre. Um, Let's see. He who did they play against? Oh, the Vikings and that eight man game of football that broke out down there in the desert. Um, Kirk is a, is a capable receiver. I I just don't see him as startable under any circumstance. Even again, they're playing a really suitable matchup this week. They've got Jacksonville. We don't have to say anything about Jacksonville. Um, So he's going head to head with all urban down there. And as capable a receiver as he is, I don't see him as, as startable in any circumstance right now with just how much, they spread the ball around in that offense. Arizona's weapons in the passing game on offense are kind of comparable to Tampa Bay's, in my opinion. Although the the issue with that with that comparison is that Tampa Bay gets so much offensive production on a regular basis, at least right now, that I would be more comfortable with with rolling the dice and picking one of their one of their threats to go off on any given night than I would with Arizona. We saw how they started hot last year. All it takes is one little bump in the road for baby Yoda for that offensive passing game to fall <laughs> to fall apart. Um, so with Kirk, could he have a, a big game like he did in, in week one? He could, but I really think if you're wanting production and you're not willing to take the risk of getting six points on any given week, he's the kind of player that, Three, four times a year, he'll have like a 20-point game and then a bunch of fives and sixes and be just entirely frustrating. Rondale Moore season, baby. <laughs> Big Rondale Moore guy? Yes. No, not at all. Oh, oh okay. No, <laughs> gotcha. Actually. He's going to shatter is, into a thousand pieces. Until you that happens. That, until it happens, exactly. They're using the hell out of him, man. He's a no, he's he a. Will, that's going to accelerate the process, but until it yeah. happens, it's Rondale Moore season. As soon as it does happen, it being he shatters into a million pieces. Um, that's awful. 
<laughs> it's just a fact of life. He's the Marcus Mariota or Carson Wentz of wide receivers. Mm. It's, mm. it's a shame, a, a bitter shame. Not to say that I disagree, but. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the. To the flex. I Zach did not being here. Just I don't know if that rings hollow, but just let's give it another one for, for Zach's absence. Right, that was better. On. I don't know what it was, but it was better. It's better. It's better that time. Yeah, yeah I, I, I agree. There's more emotion behind that one. I also turned it up a little bit. All right, so let's go on. Greenlaw, who is your start in the fa- in the flex? <laughs> I'm going a little bit. Yeah, I'm going a little bit off the uh, rails here with uh, off the radar, off the beaten path. (laughs) Going Alvin Kamara here. Uh, He had 12 touches last game. I little known guy, Alvin Kamara. I don't know if you even drafted him. Where's he? But I, I think he could for the Saints. I think he could manage to be a flex starter uh, this game. He had 12 touches last game, only 30 yards. Not great. Uh, but I think the the Saints are going to realize we have to run our offense through Kamara because he's the only guy that we, we can trust on a regular basis. It's not Marquez Callaway who got a ton of offseason hype. It's not either of their tight ends, Troutman or uh, Juwan Johnson. It's none of it's not Traquan Smith. It's not anyone else. It's got to be Kamara. So I'd imagine they're going to force feed him the ball. I'd imagine he's going to have some red zone carries. This is – this screams to me a huge bounce back game after like a eight point performance last week. Love it. Yeah, you were just speaking Chinese there, listing all those players because casual fans have no idea who these offensive weapons are for the Saints. Well, that, but you they know, that's do why, know this. That's why they're not counting on those guys. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, that just listing off those other options alone, I think, is a good enough. Listen, if you're not already starting Elvin Kamara, at, um, what he's. He's a he's a guy a lot like um, like Graver was talking about earlier in the program. Is like we know these are a no, he's a known commodity. You can't give up if you're already running around with your hair on fire about Alvin Kamara being a bust on your fantasy team right now in week two. Sit down and relax. He's Alvin Kamara. He's going to be great. Or trade him to me. You know, do that if you or have him actually, in your you're league right. and you're freaking Kamara out. Is a trade bust. him to me. I'm willing to trade. I won't stand for this nonsense. Greenlaw's gaming the system, and I disagree. (laughs) You guys are the fools that skipped over like Dak Prescott and Ryan Tannehill and all these other guys. I didn't make these picks. Zach is a fool. Objection. I need that that recording. That was clean. I need that for later. The Zach is a fool. Okay. (laughs) Copy. We'll add that one to the board. That's a good Do one right it. there. Thank you. Uh, no, I, I'm cracking up because of the, the question to 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 uh, JG about it. Did your mom get the you uh, assigned version of Rondell Moore's jersey? That's a callback <laughs> for anyone who's about JG's dumb luck getting people's jersey signed and then dying, going up to Canada and getting eaten by a bear, never being heard from again. Ouch. Good job, good job Griffin. <laughs> Callback. All right, let's move on. So, Justin, since you are the hot topic there, let's go ahead and give your sit in the flex. I'm pretty hot topic-wise. Corey Davis, sit him. Sit him down. Great week one, two touchdowns. Everyone's like, oh, look at this. Corey Davis, he's a wide receiver one. Last week, terrible game. Deflected a pass that ended up being intercepted that he should have caught. 
didn't jump at all. I'm sure everyone out there saw the TikTok by now, the Jets fan TikTok, who at the end of Got roasted by a 12-year-old. Yeah, his incredible video at the end. He says, Corey Great Davis analyst, has no hobs. Kid. He's got a future. Um, that kid has a, a very bright future as a as a Twitter analyst, I think. Or maybe maybe he'll do his work on TikTok. That's the future, right? Who knows? I hope I not, do, but I don't, yeah, do I don't know. But, but yeah, I just don't trust Corey Davis. I don't trust this Jets offense. The Broncos defense is, is feisty, even though they lost Josie Jewell and Bradley Chubb for a little while here. I still think that those cornerbacks are insane. I know Corey Davis has roasted some good corners in his career, but those seem to be, you know, few and far between performances. So I'm sitting Corey Davis. I don't know if I would ever start Corey Davis again this year. I just, it just feels icky. JG hard disagree, dude. And I have, I have, I have one reason why last week I think was an aberration. Is Corey Davis a wide receiver one in the league? No. Unless you're playing for the jets. Unless and unless the Jets are playing against a man named Bill Belichick, the hoodie doesn't lose against the Jets, and he definitely doesn't lose against rookie wide receivers playing for the Jets. Zach Wilson had the worst game he'll probably ever have in his career. Well, actually, he's got to play Bill Belichick twice a year every year, so who knows? But he had an incredibly poor game. Um, four, I mean, four interceptions in the first half or something. I, I don't know. I didn't watch. It was a dumpster fire. He, he threw four interceptions in the game. Um, I, Corey Davis is, I think by far the most talented receiver he has. Um, no, I, I, no. I think that I, at, at this moment, at this moment, I understand the upside. I understand the upside. James Crowder is expected to make his season debut in week three, which will only take oh, is away he coming targets. back? Okay, okay, okay. Well, I didn't realize Carter well. was coming back. So, and Corey has a history of roasting the Patriots. I know Stephon Gilmore's not mm-hmm. playing, but like, if he can't roast the Patriots anymore, what can he do? Well, if his quarterback is going to be that, that I don't know what if, what can he do? If I don't. I don't know that. that yeah, I don't know. <laughs> against, Zach Wilson's going to have a great game against Vic Fangio either. He's one of the best defensive minds in, in the game as well. So I'm not sure it's going to get better this week, and. After this week, I think it's going to be Elijah Moore's, you know, offense anyway. He already had out-targeted Corey Davis 8-5 to this past game, uh, and that's like his second healthy week. I think this is for sure Elijah Moore, and when Crowder comes back, it's not going to hurt Moore, who is targeted deep down the field. It's going to be Davis, who is targeted on all these intermediate routes. Elijah Moore last week already led them in air yards. He led them in targets. That's... Zach Wilson's favorite target already. Look at this guy. I I underlined before the show, pick up Elijah Moore if you don't have him. Before the show even happened. I'm I'm, I'm expecting the rebound too. Thank you, Greenlaw, for for confirming that. All right. Mm. Seems like I'm in the minority here. I might be really wrong. But if I'm right, I'll come back even though I'm not invited just to make fun of you. (laughs) Zach will brag that he was right for you, I'm sure. Yes. Good. Hot take. Credit. Hot take. Drop Corey Davis off your roster. You don't freaking need him. <laughs> don't do that. No, don't even trade. No, no trade value. Just, just wait. Drop him. You just drop him. Pick, All right. Pick I'm up, not saying uh, that won't be true at some point during your season, but don't do it right now, please. No, that's pick up really Darius Slayton instead. Or pick up Cordero Patterson if nobody has yet. Yeah, yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Hey, who saw that coming? All right, Zeeston, give us your start. Zeeston. All right, Zeeston's start at the sleeper position is right, Kareem so Hunt, running back for are we on the Cleveland Browns. No, we're on flex. He, he gave the flex. He gave the flex. 
Oh, I yeah. Care. I just said the wrong thing. Sorry. So Zeeston's Zeeston's flex choice is Cream Hunt. Um, he, he's been he's been quieter to start the season, playing that backup role. Well, not bad. I mean, it's it's a weird situation up there. Um, he's he's playing second fiddle, but not entirely um, to Nick Chubb. He had a pretty good week first week against Kansas City, even though he only had six attempts. Um, he had a bigger workload in the second week against Houston. I expect the workload of both backs to be larger this week against Chicago for a couple of reasons. First of all, Chicago, if you didn't see it today, they're going to be starting Justin Fields this week. Dalton is still hurt. Um, they did they did specify, and this is very important, that, uh, yeah, hurt. He's he's the starter once he's healthy again, but what depending on how well Fields does, he may never be healthy ever again. We'll have to see. But with Fields being in the game, I expect it to be kind of a rocky start for him even though he's getting a full week of, of preparation. Listen, Fields is a really capable quarterback, I think. Um, but I also think that Cleveland's defense has improved significantly. Um, I expect them to give him kind of a hard time. I expect Cleveland's offense to have time. They already tend to, to dominate offensive time of possession in games. I think in this game in particular, they'll really dominate that offensive time of possession. And the reason that I think during that Time of possession, they'll be using the running backs more is because last week in the game against Houston, quarterback Baker Mayfield sustained a shoulder injury on a tackle trying to do his best linebacker impression and popping his shoulder out of socket, apparently, and popping it back in. Uh, I believe the quote today from him in a press conference when asked about his shoulder was uh, that it, quote, was still attached, which is really not all that promising in terms of it's great or it's feeling. No, it's just, oh, hey, it's still attached. Um, take from that what you will, but I don't think that that's super promising. It's not his throwing shoulder, so perhaps he has a uh, a standard game. But if there was a week to to guess against him having an outside, and he never has an outsized workload in terms of passing the ball, but even less than he's typically uh, producing, I think this might be a good week for that. And I think that shared workload increase will benefit Cream Hunt. And I think you know Jarvis Landry's out, Odell Beckham might be out again, so. Mm-hmm. They could use Kareem Hunt. We've seen it in the past more as a receiver Passing as well. Game. Yes. So since you brought up the fields, can you just imagine the situation where fields goes out and tears it up and has a great game, but then next week Dalton's healthy. Like, oh, we're going to go back to Dalton because reasons. I mean, can you imagine that fan base, what's going to happen to them? Because that has happened in the NFL before where the backup, the promising backup comes in, does well, but the veteran gets healthy and they put him back in. They are going to lose their minds if they do that. Has it happened, though, with a – GM and head coach both on the hot seat because their seats right now are white hot. I don't know if they can afford to go back to Dalton if yeah. Fields tears it up. Generally, people with, that are on the white hot seat are. are we say that their seats are white hot, but the way that they've been, the way that they've been acting in terms of this quarterback situation so far this season indicates that maybe behind the scenes they aren't as hot as we think. If if they really were trying to do what was best for the team. Stands to reason they would at least be entertaining the idea of having Fields come in and take over, right? If the idea was they have to produce this year and that's the only way they're keeping their jobs, why in the world would they be so adamant about rolling? So, and you don't get on the hot seat, you don't get on the hot seat by making good decisions. So, true. Justin Fields was not good though last week. No, I mean, he, he wasn't worse no. than Andy Dalton. At least he threw the ball downfield, but he didn't t- take care of it very well. It took a lot I of said sacks, if, held the ball. I said if yeah. he does well, I didn't say he was good. I know, I know, but. <laughs> to Easton's question, it's like maybe they think Andy Dalton's better. 
Right. Yeah. And that could be the case. But these are also the same people that said, you know, Justin Fields starting was scheme related. So let's not True. give them too much credit here. And then had a PR person walk in the room five minutes later to say, You're right. by the way. <laughs> so, I'm tired of talking about Chicago, a poverty franchise. Let's move yeah, on. Let's, let's move on to my my flex sit. And, and to be honest with you. <laughs> I did that just for you. So let's move on to my flex sit. I don't like this, but this I've got a lot of reasons here. It's going to be long, so I'm going to go long winded. So just just you know, sit back, relax. Uh, I picked this, and I don't really know what I was thinking, but I that's my reason. Okay, I don't like it. I'm picking James White for my sit in the flex, mostly because I was going to pick Damian Harris for my sit at running back, but for some reason, now that I look at it, I don't know why I I did not pick him, but I uh, went with James White because the Saints have been pretty good against running back, but then for some reason I forgot that James White also catches passes, and he's a major threat in the, in the past game. Mac Jones is dinking and dunking all over the place to him. So I hate that I picked this here for my sit. Maybe I was confused. Who knows? Maybe I was. I was. I had some uh, medicine in me. I don't know, but my pick is James White. I, let's just go with a good old Ryan had a feeling about it, and that's why he picked the name, and maybe it'll work out for me. That's all I'm hoping for because I don't like the matchup now that I've studied a little more and looked at the stats and how they use him. So, yeah. yeah you say let's just go with it. Maybe let's just go hear with me it. out. We just don't go with it because that's a really bad – that's just yeah. a bad pick. I'm sorry. Uh-uh-uh. I he's got go more targets than uh, he's got more targets than Zach Pascal does. Plus, he rush like runs the ball too. So, yeah, pretty bad pick, yeah, Ryan. Trust me, I do. But but again, as JG's trying to get to, for some reason, one of Ryan's feelings always seems to work out. So maybe maybe this is just my subconscious calling it out for me. Don't go against Ryan's gut feelings. <laughs> so we'll see what happens there. Goodness, let's move on to sleepers. Then uh, I'll go ahead and get my sleeper first, just to get it out of the way. Since since I'm talking, uh, I'm going to go with Devontae Smith because he was there and he was able to pick. Uh, he had a bad game last week as well, so I'm expecting a rebound. Remember what I said earlier about Jamar Chase and rookie receivers sometimes are up and down their first year in the league. So he had a bad week last week. I'm expecting an up week this week for, for Devontae Smith. Cowboys are 26 versus receivers in fantasy so far this season. Uh, I think it's a great matchup for him. I think I saw in the, in the uh, chat earlier Jacob Sane saying that Devontae Smith has a good matchup for your flex this week. I like it. I like that. That it's even in the sleeper, which is even less of a requirement as well. So I think that he's going to have he's he's been the primary target for Jalen Hurts even with the the. The, the down week last week, he's still one of the primary focuses in this offense. So I don't expect that to be down every single week. I expect him to have a bounce back in, a, in an NFC North rival game that they're going to be going all out trying to put it to the Cowboys. And they're going to have to score a lot, so they're going to have to try to use that weapon. So I expect Devontae Smith to get a lot more usage regardless of who's covering him before you say it. Why did I already talk about Trayvon Diggs? I don't remember. <laughs> We did before the show. Yeah, pretty sure. Uh, that, that was before we started taping. <laughs> Thank you for teaming up there, Ryan. That's right. Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs has looked really good this year for the Cowboys. I feel like he's going to be on Devontae Smith in this game. I personally am sitting Devontae Smith in my league of record. I haven't decided if I'm going to start Julio or Gronk there yet, but how about Gronk? Four touchdowns in two games. Anyway, Gronk is back. He we don't talk about tight ends on this uh, on this show. Um, What's a tight end? <laughs> He's too special to be a tight end. <laughs> that his Monday Night Football appearance was amazing, by the way. Um, but yeah, I am scared of Devonte Smith this week. But hey, if you feel it, who knows? You're, you were five and one last week, just like me. You keep saying five and one, but I have his four and one. Are you adding the tight end back into this? No, yeah, you so guys were four and one. 
Yeah, you guys were four and one. one, four and one. I'll take the extra win if you want to give it to me, but let's be honest here. (laughs) I'm taking it too, baby. (laughs) All right, Zeeston, let's give your your sleeper. Zeeston's pick for sleeper is Mike Davis, running back for the Falcons. Um, This is less Easton and more uh, Zach. I, I hated this when I read it, but... But I hated it a little bit less when I saw who they were playing. The New York Giants, who are terrible at football. I am so out on the Giants. And just by dint of them being bad at football and me having no trust in them, their head coach, their uh, quarterback, either side of the ball, I, I, I don't hate the idea that, hey, maybe our good friend down there in Atlanta, Arthur Smith, gets something rolling in the running game. He's had some record doing that i don't love mike davis as a player individually but he is the person listed as running back on their roster so perhaps he gets rolling if you're looking for somebody if you're desperate if you're in your 16 team league and that's who you're rolling with there's some reason for optimism i suppose i like mike davis here he had to face two of the best rush defenses in the nfl the first two weeks so i think people are you know naturally down on him but he's still getting a lot of touches even with Patterson getting a, a bunch of receptions and some rushing attempts, Davis is still out targeting him and out snapping or out rushing him too. So I think there's a, a good mix uh, with Arthur Smith as far as like who's getting touches, but he's still getting a lot at like a workhorse back type load. So I like him against the Giants and I like him as an RB2 going forward this year. Actually, I think I'm getting done saying Jones is a terrible quarterback just because I don't think he's terrible. I mean, he's he's having a pretty good year so far. Uh, I don't think he's terrible. I yeah, just don't so, like him. Right? No, that, I think he's gonna have a great. I think he's gonna have a great fantasy week. And if he wasn't already the number four quarterback based on this year, I would have put him as a QB start this week. I'm all in on him against Atlanta's terrible defense, and. Uh, I am a little worried he hasn't f- lost a fumble yet this week, this year. That like this is the week he loses five. It's going to happen. Do yeah, we know it's going to happen. To focus back but, on Mike uh, Davis, though, the reason I was yeah. saying that not not to be pro Jones or, or con Jones here and get down another rabbit hole, you bastards. Uh, Mike Davis, though, the, what worries me is if Jones continues his good play and they jump out to a lead, then Atlanta's trying to play catch up and they go away from Mike Davis. And I'm not saying that it's terrible for the sleeper pick based on the the requirements, but those things that's just the only thing that worries me. So <clears throat> instead of uh, oh no, that was his that was his sleeper and, and Zeeston dis- Zeeston disappeared on us. I can't say disappeared, apparently. Hold on uh, real quick, Ryan. Just to combat that, they were down big against the uh, Buccaneers last week, too, and he still had seven targets. So I'm not sure that even if they get down by a bunch, they're going to go away from him. Fair enough. All right. Uh, so, uh, JG, let's go on to your – who is your sleeper this week? My sleeper is Jalen Rager, and this is based on Trayvon Diggs shutting down Devontae Smith on one side – Jalen Rager getting the deep targets on the other side. He caught, a, he scored a touchdown last week on a play that was pretty nice downfield. Um, made some people miss. Got in the end zone. So I don't know. Shot in the dark. Let's see what happens. Jalen Rager, baby. I've been hearing positive things about Rager out of Philadelphia. I like the team in general this year. I think that they are improved. Well, not improved. I think they're better than we expected them to be. So I don't hate that. I do hate it. I'm going with Quez Watkins over Raker. <laughs> Who? Hang on. Quez Watkins. All right. While you're looking that up, Greenlaw, why don't you give us your sleeper so we can get to the questions? 
Oh, just the sleeper is the sleeper. Uh, sleepy AJ Brown is who we're going with. Uh, due for a major aggression this week. So last week, he, what a this year fate. he's got like, yeah, I know. Crazy bold. Uh, Why? I've not heard AJ that Brown. one yet. I know. He is wide receiver seven by air yards, wide receiver 15 by targets. He's getting 39% of the, the Titans intended air yards which is insane. So a lot of vertical passing. His catch rate right now is in the 40s as far as percentage of the balls he's catching, which is terrible. That's not going to continue. Uh, so against this really poor Colts pass defense, he's going he's gonna to eat. I'm sure it's going to be a major bounce back uh, week for him. Touchdowns, take the over. Yards, take the over. Lebowski and Zach are already in on that bet. Everything, A.J. Brown, take the over this week. And, and I, I need him to get into the top 70 here. So fingers crossed that <laughs> this happens. Is, this is abuse of the system. Yeah. I'm We're two weeks into down. the year. So AJ Brown is of course not a top 70 running back slash receiver slash tight end. Well, this is on technicality. This is lame. Devil thumbs down. Yeah, Greenland needs to help. His, hey, hey, he's, he's it was there for everyone except he picked. Yeah, second. exactly. So Easton, you you this year? Him? Why didn't you pick him? Because I didn't make these picks, Ryan. <laughs> Greenlaw's well, five and five on the year. Ryan, you and I are seven and three. I think we can give him a couple little gimme picks like Alvin Kamara and AJ I'll, Brown. I'll take seven and three, but I'm six and four. But I'll tell you, <laughs> you want to keep giving me wins. <laughs> <laughs> seven and three. I heard Ryan was oh, 19 and that. seven this year. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's yeah. me. <laughs> I'm the one who's seven and three. Yes. <laughs> I'm right behind you, though. So so thank you. But but I, yeah, I would nobody can, Mr. Greenlaw tonight. Can, for the, uh, for the deep dive in the stats tonight, sir. That's why you tune into the show to get those hard hitting stats and those reasons beyond just the feelings. So Greenlaw, great job bringing it there tonight. Thank you so much, Ryan. I appreciate that. You're welcome. You get my, you get my super weighted gold star for the, for Is the that like a platinum star, maybe super weighted. Yeah, super wow. Star. So um, let's get on to the, to the, to the questions, JG. I don't know if you got them or what. I know that I don't see them in the chat anymore because of my power outage situation. Oh yeah. Um, I threw them in. I threw him in Slack, but yeah. I so can let's read go to Jacob Sains first. Uh, when is Jonu Smith going off? He's on my bench behind Noah 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 fan right now, and he also said Javante Williams flex week. Yeah, I would so be playing wide uh, comments there on me. I would be what? playing uh, Noah until Jerry Judy gets back. I think. Yes, that's yeah, exactly what I was going to say. If you if you. I'd, Started him last week, like I told you to, in the flex. You would have understood that he did get his target still, and he did get me a win for that. So no offense, season until Jerry Judy comes back because he's going to get a, the bulk of the targets until otherwise set. Yeah, I don't think you play Johnu Smith until you see it on the field, and that I don't know if that's coming. Mac Jones has been really hesitant to not check the ball down on every single throw. So I don't know unless they start designing some plays for him. It's not going to be Johnu Smith season anytime soon. But I will say, I think it's promising the idea that it could become because, again, Johnu is going to get he's, his routes aren't going to be vertical. He's going to be able to take those shorter passes. Mac Jones, his his uh, air yards average per pass is like three or something ridiculous. So his his completion percentage uh, is ridiculously high over inflated. 
I don't think that it's the kind of situation where if you have him on your roster, you should be interested in maybe dumping him, upgrading elsewhere. I think that it becomes it becomes a situation where he could be a really valuable starter once Mac gets more comfortable in the system, passing the ball further than two inches in front of his nose. Um, but I don't think until you see it, you can make that leap. I don't think there's anything that indicates this is the week for that. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's go on to the next question. Flicked, Smiths, Montgomery, Kyle Pitts, Stefan Diggs, or Juju. Oh, for Juju, Jamar Chase, Dalvin Cook, and Jared Cook, which side would you take? What a blockbuster. So Diggs, I would rather have or Juju Chase. I'd rather have the I would David rather Montgomery, have, yeah, same. Kyle Pitts, Stefan Diggs side in that one. So if you're giving that up, I wouldn't well, I wouldn't do it for Dalvin Cook. Maxing one out of Montgomery. So why would you ever include him in a, in a, in a trade <laughs> where you're the best players back? I mean, yeah, Montgomery is like a solid back. running back one right now. Kyle Pitts is basically a wide receiver two. Stefan Diggs is going to be top five in targets at the end of the year. So I would take that all day. Okay. Agreed. Agreed. All right. So Jacob saying again, Herbert is a great pick. Thank you. I'm calling that out again to know that was in, in congratulations of me. So we're going to say that every time, even though it wasn't a question. Uh, Stoney, you keep spamming those chats, those comments, man. That's what we're here for. Thank you so much for doing that. 15 to 15 does sound pretty even. Uh, Griffin, which two do I start of the three of Julio, Robert Woods, Cortland Sutton, PPR League? Two of three. You have to start Sutton. He's been unreal uh, so far. And then I think you got to go Julio as well, just because we haven't seen it out of Robert Woods yet. It's the Cooper Cup show in L.A. right now. He's been having breakfast with Stafford every morning. So I think that – and that's real. I think that you got to respect that for now. I don't know. I think they've been Robert cuddling Woods. at night every night. Oh, True. In a, in a Snuggie. All right. <laughs> Stoney asks – next question. Stoney asks, Javante Williams or Elijah Mitchell? I heard Elijah Mitchell may have an injury, which I don't know He's if I was right now. but – yeah, they've also signed like a hundred running backs this week. Um, yes. Yeah, that's a weird situation, right? I'm not trusting the 49ers running backs right now, so I would probably roll Javante Williams in a great matchup with the Jets. I probably agree with that. Agree. Okay. All right, <clears throat> Jacob with the trifecta. Why does Shanahan hate Trey Sermon? Speaking of, well, it doesn't matter if he hates him or not. He's concussed, right? Mm, he's yeah, he's he, out I'm for a while. He's, isn't he on the IR? I, I don't know. I just as soon as I saw that play, I was like, "Well, he's never getting a Shanahan snap ever again after that." Yeah, yeah. I mean, if that was me, I would retire. I would have retired. Not worth the <laughs> the brain injury. There. I think he clearly has to be. It has to be something, right? Because Shanahan can't afford to hate any of his running backs at this point. The way they're dropping. Well, yes, that's the beauty though, of the Shanahan system is he plugs in literally <laughs> anyone plug more. in one of us, and it'll be. We'll be fine. Fair enough. Yeah, Fair enough. I can yeah. run for a quarterback yards. at some point. Yeah, he'll yeah. throw in you know Debo Samuel at running back, and it'll it'll work probably better than anyone else they have. Well, Debo- Trey Lance could play running back. Yeah, George Kittle go. running back one. There you go. So here's that, a good, that would here's be a, nice. Here's a different take on the question. That's actually a pretty good angle. Who finishes worse, Jacob Eason or Davis Mills? Davis Mills. He's worse and. Jacob Eason gets to play the Titans. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> Wait, is the question this week? Who's does the worst? Yeah. Who has the worst week? Yeah, I don't see how it's. Well, I, I don't know, I man. Jacob Eason, at least, at least he's got a super him. short week too. 
He yeah, does have a sh- yeah. Carolina's defense is for real. If Carolina's defense wasn't as impressive so far this year as they have been, I'd be more tempted. I don't know. I just I really want to shit on Jacob Eason, but I can't. That's gonna be that's gonna be your typical Thursday night game. That's just turn it off by the second quarter because it's just gonna be ugly. Davis uh, or, Mills played like ten games in college. How is he gonna start an NFL? How is he game? drafted? Yeah, Texans man. Yes, Tony. I have an Infinity Stone. I'm just catching up to these chats. Thank you so much. <laughs> Got it right behind me. All right, so Sony also wants to know Daniel Jones or Russell Wilson. Well, Daniel I mean, Jones is more efficient of a runner than Lamar Jackson, right? But I think I'm going uh, Russell Wilson. Yeah, I think you have to go Russell Wilson again against that Vikings secondary. But, I mean, I'm not – I'm totally in on Daniel Jones as a fantasy starter right now, so – I think as long as it's still September, you have to roll with with Russell. Um, but I do like the favorability of Jones's uh, matchup this week. So and neither is a bad option, frankly. If that's your if that's your uh, debacle right now, you're in a pretty good spot. Yeah. Okay. Moving on down, then Hurricane Lou, Danny Dimes, or Jameis as a bridge until Lance starts. <laughs> it's got to be right Danny Dimes. Yeah. I mean, I, I hate James this is becoming a Danny Dimes show. I really didn't. I did not. Cut. If you'd have told me, hey, can you fill in tonight? We're going to be talking a lot of Daniel Jones. I went, ah. <laughs> And it's sad because I'm really anti-Daniel Jones. The, the guy's a fumbling machine, but can't argue with how he's played so far. Yeah, I mean, exactly. And you can't argue with him. It could, but you also can't argue with Jameis like throwing for under 200 yards two weeks in a row and just looking like completely terrible against the Packers or not whoever they played last week. Panthers. Panthers. That's Good defense. That's great against the Packers. Yep. Right, 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 right. All right. So, um, oh, yeah, we got two more questions here that I can see. Uh, well, Make it I'll three. Oh, three got more one from Griffin. Okay. I got you. <laughs> All right, so let's go with Max, since I know he was first earlier in the show, and hopefully Max is still sober and here with us. Uh, is Jamar Chase for real and Cincy? I'll have Max on sometime and, and just let him go nuts on something, especially after a Titans loss. Maybe that dude's going to bring it, I, I promise. <laughs> so is Jamar Chase for real and Cincy? I've got him on my bench currently starting Ridley, Hill, and Julio. I think that he is. He found a pair of hands after the preseason, and he's looked pretty good so far. So yeah, but so then who do you start him over in that in that bunch though? Ridley Hill or Julio? I'm not starting him over any of those guys, but That's, he is for yeah. real. Yes, yes. I, I didn't I didn't understand it was starting over those That's three. Seen- embarrassment of riches receiver to be honest with you I mean, yeah that's just, crazy his running backs are probably like gus edwards's acl and someone else <laughs> the good one or the torn one the torn one clearly all right timothy chan asks hey y'all should i trade away evans sanders arob and ronell moore for eckler allen and chase Dude, these blockbuster trades, these people are like, hey, you want to have half my roster for half your roster? Yeah. What is this? Here's here's what you shouldn't do. You shouldn't <laughs> blow up your team after week two, okay? Yes, it's been two is... weeks. You drafted these guys for a reason, didn't you? Definitional I mean... overreaction. Hold up, though. I would do this trade if I were him. I don't think Rondale Moore stays healthy. <laughs> I'm not a big believer in Mike Evans. And Miles Sanders is, you know, you don't know what you're getting week to week. So I would I like take Sanders. the, the I would two, take Eckler. Keenan Allen and Jamar yeah. Chase over those three. Two Chargers? They suck right now. <laughs> Repeat the trade again. Repeat the trade one more time. It's Mike Evans, Miles yeah. Sanders, and Allen 
Allen Robinson and oh well, Robinson changes a little bit, but not if it's like what they've been. And Rondale Moore for Eckler, Allen, and Chase. I think Eckler's a huge upgrade on Sanders. I think Chase and Allen is a big upgrade on Evans and a slight upgrade on uh, A Rob. So I'm not so sure. I I hate that. I don't agree with that second part right there. I think he's an upgrade in terms of potential points, maybe because of the passing situation that they're each in. But in terms of here's my answer. If you're starting all four of these guys, you shouldn't do the trade. If you're only starting three. Yes, I agree with that. And if you just picked up Rondale more this week and you're already trading him away. (laughs) Been good for you for capitalizing. <laughs> I agree with that 100%. But bad if for you, you can, for picking if up he's Ron on Dale your Moore. bench, get rid of him. And yeah. just, just if it helps you out, uh, uh, Timothy, uh, know that Greenlaw is a noted LSU fan, so that's probably swaying some of his decision with, with Chase. I mean, a little bit, but I do think the volume is <laughs> going to be there. Yeah. Chase All right. Stuff. One last question that I see so far, unless any more pop in. Dak or Stafford? Who do they play this week? Yes, that's right. I had it earlier. <laughs> we got another question too. Um, uh, the Cowboys play the Eagles. Okay. On and Monday Rams Night Football. On Monday Night Football. Rams play the Bucks. Oh, oh, that's right. How could I forget about that game? I think I'd go Dak. Yeah, I think I'd go Dak. I don't like well. the Eagles in that game, but I actually would go Dak. Agree. Okay. Oh, we got another question from Ghost Viking. Great name. Any suggestions on what to do with Brandon Ayuk? Keep, drop, or beg for trade? Well, let me know how that begging for trade works out because whatever tactic you figure out that works, let me know what it is so I can start uh, imposing that on my fantasy leagues as well because no one ever want, wants to take my uh, trades no matter how much I talk good about the shitty player I'm trying to unload. Yeah, the, so the, advice, the advice with Ayuk is just pull a Shanahan and and, and – yell at him for not being a professional and make him go last in his, in his reps in practice. I yeah, think you this start is... him this week. Mm, I don't <laughs> think so. Don't listen to anything. JG says not hold my breath him on that. and uh, maybe try to trade him for something. But the moral of the story I'm getting is I'm not picking a 49er for the foreseeable future in the draft because we have no idea, you know, who's going to end up in the doghouse and for what reason. That doghouse is big, isn't it? It's kind of strange. Yeah, it's huge. It's half the skill players. Yeah, I would say it's only seven of their skill players. <laughs> you better say you take their roster minus the doghouse minus the IR, and it's like seven guys. I can't. I can't wait till Jimmy G gets benched, and then we can see what Trey Lance does in that offense. Gets Come benched or gets injured. Yeah, it's true. So, as the look at the watch tells me, we are well past time here. I do have to. Uh, get downstairs and pack for a trip tomorrow so i'll be leaving uh so i'll be out of town for that but thanks for sticking with us easton thank you so much for filling in tonight for for zach we promised easton i'll, I'll drop the easton crap easton thank you so much for filling in on short notes tonight uh much appreciated for you to do that uh, follow out there follow easton at easton freeze on twitter uh remember to follow jg at titans film room if you have if you're not one of his twenty thousand followers already uh greenlaw at rob on broadway myself at ryan on broadway go ahead and check out our website at, at broadwaysportsmedia.com check out shop.broadwaysportsmedia.com where you can still use code flex 15 for 15 percent off the best shirt you will ever own get you two or three of them because people will steal them from you check that out but gonna do it for us tonight here on the flex ladies and gentlemen see you later
a Broadway sports media production.